This week, we remember and celebrate the amazing legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. And I have a couple things I want to share about that legacy today. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, uh, Senior Pastor of St. Philip the Deacon Lutheran Church in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you as always. This episode is airing during the week when we celebrate uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, it's always the third Monday of January, which is close to his birthday, uh, January 15th, 1929. He would have been 93 years old this year. So I want to point you to a couple of resources that I have found interesting and meaningful about him and then offer one um, reflection maybe about his legacy and his life. Uh, the resources I want to point you to uh, are a couple of podcasts, each of them about uh, a different speech that Martin Luther King gave. Uh, the, the first podcast is, is called Cautionary Tales, uh, hosted by a gentleman named Tim Harford, who's a British gentleman. Um, they don't, he doesn't usually talk about theological issues on that podcast. It's a wide-ranging podcast with lots of different topics. This particular one is titled MLK Jr., The Jewelry Genius, and The Art of Public Speaking. And it addresses what is probably Martin Luther King's most famous speech, of course, which was the I Have a Dream speech given on August 28, 1963 at the March on Washington when he's standing right in front of the Lincoln uh, Memorial. It's interesting, and again, if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear more about this. That speech was written uh, sort of by committee. The original title of the speech, believe it or not, was Normalcy Never Again. And most of us, of course, are familiar with the speech because of that concluding portion of it where uh, what gives it its title, Martin Luther King starts talking about the dream he has. And an in interesting little uh, side note about that, Mahalia Jackson, who was in the crowd sitting behind King that day, is the one who, on tapes, you can barely hear her say, tell him about the dream, Martin which is when he starts, in, in Harford's language, improvising um, that final portion of the speech that's become so famous, appropriately and rightly so. So anyway, we'll provide a link to that podcast. It's a fascinating look at the art of public speaking and the place of improvisation in public speaking. Um, and I, I find it to be an interesting insight into what happened that day and Martin Luther King's genius, obviously, at communicating and how all he had done led up to that point and allowed him to communicate so effectively and so powerfully. So that's the first podcast. The second one is um, hosted by uh, presidential historian and author John Meacham, and it's a podcast called It Was Said, which is all about reviewing powerful, important speeches. Uh, and that whole podcast series, actually, the very first episode of it, which is now well, um, not quite two years old, um, yeah, two, one and a half years old or something like that, um, it was started with a speech by Martin Luther King. Um, not maybe quite as famous as the I Have a Dream speech, but uh, also very important. It was actually the last speech he gave, and the podcast episode is called The Last Speech. And it was delivered on April 3rd, 1968, the day before 
King was assassinated. That speech is known as I've been to the mountaintop speech, where he concludes it by taking an image from the life of Moses, who you may remember got to the mountaintop and saw into the promised land, but he himself, Moses, was never allowed to go into it. And in the same way, King has this premonition that he is also seeing the promised land ahead of him, but he may not get there with everyone. It's a very powerful image, and it ends up, of course, being prescient in the, in the sense that he does not get to the promised land, but is killed uh, tragically and terribly the very next day. So again, those are the two podcasts. If you're interested, I would lift up to you. That second one, uh, again, with the Moses imagery, brings me to the point I guess I want to mention here as we remember the incredible legacy of King um, throughout this whole week. Uh, And that is that I, I do sometimes think that culturally we have turned King into some kind of secular saint who um, focused on civil rights and nonviolent resistance, which, of course, he did. But he did that uh, informed by his Christianity. He was, of course, first and foremost, a preacher, a pastor. He was not only the son and grandson, but the great-grandson of other pastors, other preachers. And if you read his writings, they are filled with the thought and the the thinking of people like Jesus, most centrally, uh, the Apostle Paul, as well as historical theologians like Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine. He references Martin Luther. He talks about more modern theologians like Reinhold, Reinhold Niebuhr or Martin Buber. And Again, I just think it's important for us as Christians uh, to remember that fact. Part of the reason I do this podcast is to remind us, those of us who are Christians, that we live in a culture that I think tends to uh, despise organized religion. It's suspicious of organized religion. It says to us who are Christians, um, well, you've done nothing good for the world, right? We need to get beyond faith. And in fairness, The church has let lots of people down in the past, including King. He was very disappointed by the response of some of the churches um, during his life and some of the clergy in his life, and we are part of that story and we need to repent of it. But the church has also done amazing things and has reminded us all and continues to remind us all that we are all children of God equal in the sight of God, which is why in the earliest days of the church, At a time in the ancient world when people would leave their children, usually females, newborn babies, out to die of exposure, these were not Christians, understand, because they didn't want another child, they didn't want particularly a girl, Christians would adopt that child, that daughter. Why? Because that daughter was a child of God, equally important in the eyes of God as everyone else. And the world looked at the church and said, why are you doing that? this child means nothing to you. And they would say, well, it means something, she means something to God, and so we're going to save her. And in the same way, someone fast forward now centuries like William Wilberforce, a Christian, uh, opposed the slave trade because of his Christian convictions. And we could go on and on, but the point is that yes, fine, we have things to repent of, uh, but we also have things to celebrate, not least of which, that the Christian church helped to form and shape the genius that was Martin Luther King Jr. 
With him, we look forward to the day when each of us will be judged not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. And my prayer for all of us today is that standing on his broad and powerful shoulders, each of us in our own way can help bring us closer to the promised land that he only dreamed of. Thanks as always for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.